Hi, welcome to Feed Matters. I'm Jane Byrne, editor of Feed Navigator. Today we're talking to Ranjit Mukadin, CEO and co-founder of Stellaps Technologies. He spoke recently at Nutreco's conference, AgriVision 2021, and we caught up with him after the event. Stellaps is the first of its kind startup in India, working towards the digitization of the dairy supply chain. Started in 2011, it's a Bangalore-based Internet of Things tech provider with a primary focus on data acquisition and machine learning. It acquires data via sensors embedded in milking systems or animal wearables and milk procurement peripherals. Ranji talks to us about the benefits of digitising India's dairy supply chain. And we first asked him to give us the lowdown on that segment in India. Uh, So Indian dairy, as you know, is uh, a pretty uh, fragmented supply chain. On one end, you have uh, 80 million dairy farming families. In terms of the sheer number of individuals, it comes to about 320 million individuals. That's roughly the size of the U.S. population. Right? That's just the dairy farming uh, you know, families. And they feed the 1.3 billion people uh, because it's an important source of protein. It's still not a meat-eating country. It's predominantly a um, non-meat country, and hence milk becomes an important you know, source of uh, you know, uh, you know, proteins for everyone. And the supply chains uh, here for milk has been built in a very you know, supply-forward manner to solve the quantitative sufficiency problem. I still remember as kids, we have to actually literally go stand in a queue to buy milk. But today you don't see that anymore because it's you, you click and buy and it's there at your doorstep. So the quantitative sufficiency problem is solved. Uh, you know, thanks to some uh, the pioneering work by the dairy cooperatives in India, um, it's it's available, right? But now what what we really need now, the need of the hour is to build, you know, demand backward supply chain so that if people need high end, uh, high quality, uh, highly traceable milk and value added products it should be available, which is not the case. And that's the problem that we're trying to solve, trying to shift from a quantitative sufficiency orbit by standing on the shoulders of the giants who have actually done this work over the last 50, 60 years, and then build towards a sort of a high quality traceable mass premium orbit using a combination of technology, using a combination of operations, using a combination of data science. So the, the three core pillars for us are, you know, improving, you know, productivity at a farm level, improving throughputs, improving quality, and improving traceability. Right? They're all interlinked, but they all need to come together cohesively to help shift this, uh, you know, orbit from a quantitative sufficiency orbit to a more quality-conscious traceability-led orbit. And is Stellaps targeting um, small to mid-sized dairy farmers, or is it going for the the much larger holdings? Yeah, in India, there's no concept of a large farm. So among the 80 million dairy farming families, 99.99% are all smallholder farmers. So these are farms that have two to three animals. These farms produce on an average six to eight liters of milk per day, right? And these are farms where uh, the uh, earnings uh, per month would be roughly about not more than uh, you know a few hundred dollars per month, and hence it's completely, almost completely driven by smallholder farmers. Uh, you could you know literally count the number of large farms in India. If you want to look for farms above 100 animals, uh, you would probably 
you know, few couple of dozen farms that thrive uh, that are above 100 animal size. So anything that we do is fundamentally and predominantly focused on smallholder farmers because that's the very nature of the supply chain in India. Well, is Delabs getting um, support from um, government organizations then in, in terms of trying to generate revenue? I'm just wondering, um, you know, how you're going to ensure margins considering the scale of the um, customer? Yeah, so the good part is uh, in India, the, the, the government are trying to, uh, in, you know, support these startups in a very generic way, not specifically because we are dairy or we, we are um uh, we are dairy or agri focused so there is a general um, you know support for startups from government the bureaucracy and the entire academia as well which is good uh, we we leverage those support uh, to ensure that uh, and we continue to survive um, and as you rightly surmised uh, it's a high uh, you know volume low margin kind of a commodity segment right dairy is still like commodity just like rice or pulses uh, what we are attempting to do is can we shift this orbit from being a commodity to a nutrition orbit where the aspirational India, uh, these are the 20 million households which contributes to 65% of the FMCG value, can they you know, pay more for a, a traceable milk? Can they pay more for milk that is you know, free from antibiotics, free, uh, rich in omega-3 fatty acid, milk uh, that they can very, you know, freely, uh, you know, give to the kids at home without having to worry what it's going to do tomorrow, right? Uh, and and when such consumers who are the aspirational segment start paying more, they might pay a buck or two more, it helps the entire supply chain, all the stakeholders, primarily the producer, which is the farmer. Um, so that's sort of how we're looking at this. How do you shift this, uh, you know, from a commodity-led orbit to a sort of a nutritional orbit, so that people uh, who are willing to pay more are you get what they need, and that premium flows back into the rest of the supply chain. So it's 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 more market-driven uh, from the government and cooperative perspective. Uh, it, it, they are trying to do their bit, uh, but we have not leveraged any of that so far uh, we just leverage some of the basic startup support that we've been getting from the government the academy and the rest of the um, bureaucracy okay and can you document the, the kind of results that Stellaps is seeing on farm right now yeah absolutely so you know as you know on the farm for us the critical factors how do you improve the yield per animal um, right we we uh, definitely see big improvement in the yield from our all our intervention that's number one number two yield per animal is one thing uh, it's another thing to improve the overall throughput of the farm to be able to improve the uh, the size of the farm from let's say three animals to ten animals how do you do that right how do you shift the farmers from a from a subsistence level to a more you know agripreneur or a small enterprise level for that, you need to shift them from three to ten or three to fifteen animal herd herd holding, so that it becomes a sizable part from from an income uh, in a perspective. And for that, a critical factor that we enable at the farm is you know enabling formal credit to these farmers. So these farmers never had access to formal credit because they don't have um, a good credit score. Um, a lot of them are new to credit. So how do you lend to them if they need access to formal credit? So through the data and the tech that we have deployed, we are able to assess a farmer's credit worthiness indirectly 
based on his adherence to the various animal husbandry protocols at the farm, based on his cash flow that he is managing for his two to three animals, and then sort of step by step, you know, enable um, formal loans and capital so that he can increase his farm size, you know, from three to ten so that the throughput can go up from a three animal farm or a four animal farm to a 10 animal farm. And hence there's a order of magnitude shift uh, for the farmer uh, from an income perspective. And for us, it's it's great because the supply chain efficiency improves a lot because we might as well collect uh, a large amount of good quality milk from fewer number of farmers rather than spread out across a large number of uh, you know, farmers. Uh, so we benefit from a supply chain and market linkage point of view, the farmer benefits because he's getting access to formal credit that hitherto was not available and the ecosystem of the banks and insurance and the agri input providers like cat nutrition benefit because they're now able to ride on top of the digital access that we have built into the farm. And can the technology uh, enhance learnings around uh, cow nutrition and health? Absolutely. So in India, uh, the notion of uh, cow nutrition was fairly rudimentary, right? Uh, there are three parts to cow nutrition. Uh, there is fodder, you know, energy component of the nutrition. There is feed, which is the protein component. And then there is the high-end uh, supplements, right? And typically, the supplement plays a very important role because that sort of uh, helps the farmers uh, move from a sickness management regime into a preventive healthcare regime. They're sort of trying to leverage the dairy supply chain and use multiple channels um, to ensure that the farmers get access to the right supplements at the right time, number one. And number two, these are not big farmers. To reiterate, these are two to three animal, four animal farmers, right? They need the nutrition just in time. They need it to be dynamic, personalized, contextual, which means if you have a, if a farmer has a calf, you need to give nutrition specific to that calf. Uh, if the farmer has an animal in the 90th day of lactation, you need to give a nutrition that's specific. So we get data about the farm, the farmer, the animal life cycle, and hence we are able to give uh, you know precise, um, we are ad- able to administer highly precisely which farm, which animal needs what kind of nutrition at what point in time. So the farmers just need to buy that just in time. And, and, and most importantly, the last point is that it's not easy to collect money from these farmers door to door in a retail fashion. So that our digital stack that we have built helps us recover the money digitally. The cost of recovery of the uh, the money that the farmer needs to pay, the rest of the ecosystem can be recovered through our platform. So it becomes an extremely win-win for the farmers, the ecosystem, and the tech stack that we have built. Okay, it sounds like it's uh, very innovative. C- can it be applied to other agricultural sectors in India? Um, I'm, I'm thinking of like shrimp production. Yeah. Honestly, we have not looked at the um, other sectors because the dairy sector has kept us, uh, you know, really busy. As I said, mm-hmm. 300, mil- 300 million cattle, right? 7.6% of our GDP is milk uh, and animal value. So it's it's, fairly, it's a $225 billion market. What we've actually done is to all sort of explore this dairy blueprint that we have developed in the Indian context. Can it be applied to other geographies? Um, so sort of keep ourselves limited to milk, but can I use this for other geographies like the Southeast Asia, Latin America? In fact, we had a small office in Normandy in France to see if some of these blueprints uh, can be replicated uh, in, in, in the rest of Europe too, because Europe might be highly automated, but it's not digitized to the extent it should be. Uh, so we were sort of thinking if we have sort of digitized uh, you know, at the economies of scale in the Indian context, we might as well you know, apply it in the other markets as well.